And good morning and welcome to a very special edition of The Skinny. I'm your co-host today, Mitch Perry, reporter with the Florida Phoenix, joined by Ray Roa from Creative Loafing. Ray, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Our, our third amigo, Ben Montgomery, is not here today. Ben, we look forward to seeing you next week. So shortly we'll be holding a debate between the two candidates, two of the candidates competing in one of the hottest races of Tampa's municipal election that takes place next month. That's the District 4 Tampa City Council race between incumbent Bill Carlson and challenger Blake Casper. That's going to begin at approximately 11.20 a.m. and go from 11.20 to 11.40. So we hope you stick around for that. But of course, if you've been listening to the radio at all, or maybe you haven't been, but WMNF is fundraising right now. It's the winter fundraising drive. Uh, it's what keeps the station on the air. We've been on the air or on the, yes, here, here for 43 years here at MNF. And uh, 70% of the funds that keep the station running are from listener contributions from people like yourself listening right now. So we've got some great gifts we can tell you about that you can get if you call in right now. The number is 813-239-9663. Again, a new show here, The Skinny, uh, just our fifth show. We're just trying to get our legs here. And so we really do want to get some support here. And we know you're out there, so it'd be great to get any type of financial contribution to to, uh, help us out here. Yeah, last week, um, Ben Montgomery, as you know, he's an author, uh, works for Axios. Uh, He donated uh, two two copies of his book, A Shot in the Moonlight, How a Freed Slave and Confederate Soldier Fought for Justice in the Jim Crow South. Uh, Ben is going to sign that for you for a $150 pledge. That'll get us off the ground here in a big way. As Mitch mentioned, we're a brand new show. Uh, We get a lot of calls in. We'd love to get some lines lit here uh, to get our fundraising going because, as Mitch mentioned, in 15 minutes, we will start a District 4 debate. And we need to know that these kinds of conversations are important. Independent radio um, is important that we make space here uh, to hear uh, candidates talk about issues specifically, um, cut through the noise of these giant uh, municipal forms. So the phone number, 813-239-9663. We need you to call. Um, you can up your circle of friends. Um, you can start for as little as $5 a month. Uh, we just need to light some phone calls here um, to know that you want programming like the skinny here uh, with Mitch, reporter with Florida Phoenix, myself, Creative Loafing Tampa Bay, and Ben with Axios. Um, so 813-239-9663. Yeah, so again, so let's talk about a couple of gifts that we can give people if they do call in right now. And again, any financial contributions, $5, $10, $100. Our goal is $1,200. So if anybody just wants to write a check for 1000 bucks, we can we can just dismantle this and we just go straight into the debate in a few minutes here. Uh, but whatever you can contribute would be appreciated. We have, uh, let's see, musically, we've got a couple uh, shows here that we can offer some tickets for. One is uh, Martin Sexton is at the, uh, the Capitol Theater on March 17th. That's available for a $120 contribution. And just for the, um, or for folks who are news and public affairs listeners, which obviously you are, you're tuning in right now, we've got a couple of uh, USB drives. So this is, uh, but a great radio from the Pacifica Radio Archives. The WMNF is an affiliate of the Pacifica Radio Network. Uh, and this is, let's see, we've got a Black History USC. USB drive for a $100 contribution. This includes studies of Black Power, the Black Panthers, Black actors in Hollywood. Uh, you'll hear from Huey Newton, Rosa Parks, Paul Robeson, Nelson Mandela, Billy Holiday, John Coltrane, and many more. 45 hours of audio is on this 4GB thumb drive, and that is available for a $100 contribution. And as well, you know, next month is Women's History Month, of course. Uh, women's uh, MNF always commemorates Women's History Day, of course, uh, Women International Women's Day. Uh, that, and we have a $100 
$1,000 contribution for a Women's History, a USB drive. This includes recordings from Pauline Kael, of course, the great late uh, New Yorker uh, film critic, Emma Goodman, uh, Emma Goldman, I believe that is. It's written here, Emma Goodman, uh, Alice Walker, Helen Caldicott, Lily Tomlin, Betty Davis, and many more. 79 hours. I mean, who's going to be able to listen to all that? But you can, if you contribute $100, get that on a, on a drive, thumb drive. $100 right now, contribution, 813-239-9663 here on The Skinny. We're fundraising here for about 10 more minutes before we go into this debate, and then we're going to fundraise out of it. So we need to hear from you right now. Yeah, it'd be really great to hear from you. Uh, we are going to get into this debate, but we just need to know that debates like this matter. So 813-239-9663. Right now, it's a, a, a turning point um, in Tampa. Perhaps maybe, not to be hyperbolic, but a, a really consequential election here. And, and if you think about it, WMNF has been here that whole time, right? More than 40 years covering these kinds of things, being all up in the business of, of these candidates. And if this kind of independent local news coverage is important to you, we need you to call 813-239-9663. Mitch was mentioning the gifts from Pacifica Radio. WMNF is part of that long-standing tradition of independent journalism, and they make room for it here um, in the middle of the day. And if this kind of stuff is, is the thing that you want to hear, then we need to know. Uh, the phone has to light up. It's 813-239-9663. As a new show, we, we just have to know that this yeah. thing has legs. And, I, and, it, and look, we're, it's, it's radio, right? We, we both work in the print slash uh, uh, digital me- uh, media world here. That's kind of where a lot of this gone, but radio, old school radio, we can turn it on. You know, it still exists, terrestrial radio, and MNF is still here, and it's still happening, it's still thriving, and, and it's because of your support in many ways here. And so, again, we do need to hear from you right now. We've got also all types of other great gifts that if you call one of our phone answers right now, they'll be able to tell you a whole list here. But just give us a call right now. Show us if you, in fact, are, are or out there, because we're not sure. You never know how many people are out there listening to us right now. Uh, MNF's got, as uh, usual, we got a new T-shirt for this whole fun drive. Uh, and um, it's the 8850. Get you this T-shirt. It says, wake up. Play WMNF, sleep, repeat. We have window decals. And that's where for 8850? Okay, right. Uh, the classic black, I, I dig it. It's a nice color there uh, and will look good on you for sure there. So, yeah, we're not going to, again, we're not going to do this debate yet until we actually get a call in here. Yeah, we so, do need to get some calls. 813-239-9663. Yeah. As we mentioned, uh, we work in the print atmosphere. Um, we're here on the radio weekly to, to meet listeners here and bring our journal- journalism here. Um, my employer, Creative Loafing Tampa Bay, has pitched in a gift for you. Um, it's going to be two VIP tickets to all the events that Creative Loafing um, Tampa Bay throws from now through the end of the year. So uh, there's five events left. Margarita Wars in April. Meet the Chefs in June. Our huge Bolts Brew Fest with the Tampa Bay Lightning um, in August. And then, of course, our Best of the Bay Awards in September. So uh, the Highball uh, Cocktail event happens in December. We're going to give you two VIP tickets to all those events through the rest of the year. We'll put How, you much? On, How much is uh, it? We're asking $500 for that. Oh, Oh, wow. Okay. So that's a huge package. The VIP tickets include all kinds of bonuses, lots of tasting, early admission, swag, things like that. So obviously Creative Loafing um, is known for a lot of the journalism it does, but there's a lot of people that tell us, oh, stick to food and drink and oh, yeah. stick to concerts, man. And this is these these events are, are a big part of that. So people love going to that. We have two VIP tickets to all CL events for a $500 pledge. That'll honestly get us going here, and I think we'll be on a good track to meet our goal. But right now we really need some phone calls because... 
uh, we're not seeing it right now. 813-239-9663. I did have one coming in here, uh, pledge amount out of Clearwater. It's anonymous, a one-time pledge via credit card. Uh, They picked up that men's T-shirt. It says, wake up, play WMNF, sleep. And repeat. So you can grab that for eighty-eight fifty. Um, thank you so much, Anonymous, uh, for supporting this news programming. Yeah. Again, you're listening to the Skinny here on WMNF. It's eleven fourteen a.m. here, and we are about to start in about five minutes or so our debate with Blake Casper and Bill Carlson. But until then, we're looking for your financial support. Uh, I was at the station, of course, originally from two thousand to two thousand nine. Came back from twenty eleven to twenty eighteen doing talk radio. Back now again. Really appreciate the uh, the invitation from station manager Randy Zimmerman. And uh, you know the station, it's it's still it's still here, and it's been an important voice in this community. And not every Station city community has a station like WMNF, uh, and you know it's a really important element in this area, and it really does need your support. Um, any type of support right now, again, financially, whatever you can give, give us a call. I just want to know actually if there are people out there. You know, uh, we also measure the support by the number of phone calls that we get in here during these uh, pledge breaks. So. It's important that we do hear from you. So it's 813-239-9663. Let us know that this kind of programming is important to you. Um, Now both Bill Carlson and Blake Casper are here in the studio with us, but we're not going to turn their mics on unless we get some phone calls here. We want to hear about the issues in District 4, a very consequential Tampa municipal election coming up here, Election Day, March 7th. And and if this type of discussion is important to you, if it's something that you want to hear, we need to hear from you right now. 813-239-9663. Again, we're going to have an on-air debate between District 4 candidates for Tampa City Council. Uh, the incumbent Bill Carlson and Blake Casper uh, are both here in studio now, but we can't turn on their mics until we get some phone calls. 813-239-9663. And people can, of course, if you are a Circle of Friends member, uh, you can, of course, uh, in the way this works is you can contribute just $5, $10 a month. Uh, that will you know pick up. We'll have it, and we'll charge you every month. But again, you can do it as low as five dollar contribution right now. Make nothing too significant here as we deal with the highest inflation in forty something years. By the way, if you saw this last week, it came out. It's like Tampa is like the highest in the country right now. Actually, yeah, we're kind uh, of an outlier. Yeah, it's cooling it's, down everywhere else. So it is here. tough. We understand that uh, definitely here. So, but you can again, it doesn't really need to be a large contribution. Whatever you can provide for us. Uh, also, you can do- donate online. WMNF excuse me, WMNF.org. That is your subscription to independent community radio here. Um, Almost everybody these days subscribes to digital streaming services, right? When you think about it, I mean, you know, whether it's... uh your Amazons, your Hulus. And so make MNF one of those as well here. Oh, we did get a call outstanding here. This is an anonymous caller. Uh, wants to thank us for supporting the mission of MNF. Uh, let's see. Okay, actually, there's not too much information. I'm reading something on the top here. Okay, well, we appreciate that. Thanks so much. Again, from anybody out there in the Bay Area, St. Petersburg, Tampa, Plant City, uh, Bradenton, where you go wide and far here in the in Tampa Bay Area. And so, uh, again, let's, let's hear from you right now. Great to get another call before we start up here. Again, if you're tuning in here to listen to this debate, it's going to start up in just a few minutes here. But right now, we are in Pledge Week here at WMNF. It happens in public slash community broadcasting. It's been doing
doing it here for, uh, we've been doing it here for over 40 years, doing it, keeping this station on the air, but it needs your financial support. Yeah, I don't, uh, Mitch mentioned, you know, the long history and, and every little bit counts. You can't understate the history of WMNF. 43 years ago, these people walking the streets, knocking on people's doors, broadcasting out of a little house in your district. Uh, we're going to debate District 4, and it, that doesn't happen without everybody pitching in just as just a little bit. It gets it off the ground. It keeps the lights on here. It keeps the... I mean, this is a hardworking, small staff uh, that has to guide an army of volunteers day in and day out. And that doesn't happen if people don't call in right now. So 813-239-9663. You know, we have four people on the line, which is very encouraging. Okay. Uh, but I, we do want to hear from you. 813-239-9663. You can also make your secure donation on our website, WMNF.org, or hit the tip jar at the WMNF Community Radio app. We're really excited to get this uh, forum, this candidate forum going very soon. We would like to hear from you with your financial support to support the great work that Ben Montgomery, Ray Roa, and Mitch Perry do every Friday here on The Skinny, WMNF's newest show. We're very excited about it. Please show your support and your enthusiasm with your financial donation by calling 813-239-9663. And we look forward to doing much more great work. We've, again, just begun here. Of course, our first show was this land of last month, actually. So uh, really excited to be here. So, if we, again, if we can get one call right now. We can mention that caller here. We'll, we'll start up the uh, the forum here uh, again right now. It's tuning in here. It's 1119 in the AM. You're just tuning in your radio right now on WMNF. We're in Fundraising Drive. You're listening to The Skinny. I'm Mitch Perry, reporting with the Florida Phoenix, Ray Roa, creative loafing editor-in-chief. And we're about to start up this uh, candidate forum here on Tampa City Council District 4, but we're also fundraising. We're going to take a break here and go into this debate here, and we're going to come back. We're here, of course, till noon here, uh, and our goal for this hour is to raise $1,200. That is what uh, the, the folks upstairs here say that they want to see us uh, bring in here. So uh, please, uh, again, give us a call, 813-239-9663. Yep. Okay. We're almost at 1120. We're going to start it right now. Uh, we've got Blake Casper and Bill Carlson here in studio. Guys, I just want to hear from you a second. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me and uh, excited to be on WMNF. Thank you. That's the voice of uh, Blake Casper, uh, candidate for District 4. Hi, this is Bill Carlson. I'm your current city council member for District 4, and thank you for inviting me today. Okay, guys, so let's get into it here right now. So uh, first question is going to be here. We're going to talk about... Uh, really one of the big issues that I'm sure I know you guys, we, I'm sorry, we want to give a little introduction to people who don't know who these people are. Uh, Bill Carlson is uh, the incumbent here, 54 years old. He's an executive with Tucker Hall, a public relations and crisis management firm. He was elected to serve in the District 4 seat in Tampa City Council in 2019. Blake Casper uh, is a businessman. He's 49 years old. He's the co-owner of the Oxford Exchange, the restaurant and retail emporium here in downtown Tampa. Uh, used to own a lot of McDonald's here in the area that he recently sold. So again, we're really happy to have both of you men here with us. So let's go to the first issue. Um, and this will be, again, for both you uh, candidates here. Let's talk about the Pure Toilet to Tap program. This is definitely one of the more controversial propose, proposals that Mayor Jane Castor has unveiled during her first term in office. And it's something that Tampa elected officials have been pushing for more than a decade, a plan to convert more than 15 million gallons of highly treated reclaimed water into water clean enough to drink and replenish the Hillsborough River and Springs, and it's been named by its critics as toilet to tap. But a spokesperson for the mayor's office announced recently that for more than a year, that concept is dead and pure, which stands for Purify Natural Resources for the Environment, was now in its place. 
And it's allegedly different because this plan is to pump millions of gallons of that treated, waste, treated wastewater into the Hillsborough River to comply with minimum flow requirements and stop over-pumping Sulphur Springs. So, Bill Carlson, you can comment to you first. Do you support PURE as it stands now? No, not at all. I, I've never supported it even before I got on city council. In fact, since I've been on city council, we've killed it three times, uh, two at my proposal and one at my colleague Lynn Hertek's proposal. The bottom line is it's dangerous. Uh, the city wants to use an experimental process that's never been used in the world, and they want to spend somewhere between 2 and $6 billion uh, and double or triple our water rates for something that we don't need. We're not going to need 50 million gallons a day as a city for at least 100 years. And it only makes sense to partner with our regional um, wholesale supplier instead of doing that. Um, at the other day at a forum, somebody running for another seat asked an audience of 250 or so people in South Tampa, how many of you are in favor of this? And not a single one raised their hand. It just doesn't make sense. It is uh, fiscally risky. It, could, it will put the city of Tampa in debt. It will raise rates, uh, which people don't want. And it's, it's environmentally dangerous and dangerous for health. The staff, after we killed it the third time, said it's dead. And they have repeated over and over again that this project's dead and, and it'll come back in a different form. But about two weeks ago, the mayor posted a video uh, promoting Pure and also sent a three-page memo to every city council candidate advocating for Pure and, and explaining what it was. Every candidate's still against it. Okay, Bill, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off there. Uh, Blake Casper, where do you stand on Pure, on where it's at right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm against it as well. Um, I, I, you know, the only thing I would add to what Bill just said was it's it, we will be in violation of state law that was passed two years ago. So in 2032, nine years from now, we will have that 50 million discharge. We'll have to find something to do with it, but we've got nine years to, to work on this, I think we've got much bigger issues to work on. So I, I would much rather see us taking all of this time and effort and working on the things that our voters actually are frustrated with and challenged by, and that's where we should put it. Our, just, our yeah, a quick, uh, quick follow-up to that before we get into the next question. Uh, and I'll stay with you, Blake. Uh, what do you make of the information uh, reported by Charlie Frago uh, recently that that law, you're talking about our hands being tied uh, right. by the legislature, was actually right. lobbied for by, by uh, City of Tampa lobbyists? Yeah. I, I don't know anything about that particular. I find it hard because the law does cover the entire state. So this idea that our city was able to, you know, tweak this so it, it you know, manipulated. I mean, I, th I have a hard time believing that. I, I think we do have to figure out and and we have figured out like in the last, you know, 50 years, we've 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 gradually incrementally improved our conservation our treatment of 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 how we you know the bay used to be a cesspool it's not today so so i think there's gradual incremental improvements that we can make but i'm with bill i don't i don't think we need to do some billion dollar you know major push to put you know toilet water and into our Councilman, taps. your reaction to that report that uh, that legislation was actually lobbied for uh, yeah, we know by that it was, Tampa lobbyists? We know for sure that it was lobbied directly for by the last administration and they not only lobbied for this, but lobbied to essentially dismantle Tampa Bay water, which is an internationally known case study. Um, and the current staff admitted that they helped lobby for the language. If you look at yesterday's city council meeting, and it is a complete waste of time that we're spending all this time on this and we're only doing it as a reaction to the administration. But yesterday we spent about two hours, this staff decided not to to engage us, but Sierra Club did. Please watch the YouTube video on the meeting yesterday afternoon because it's the most honest discussion of this that we've ever had. It's a huge waste of money and time. Go. Yeah, so uh, as you said, we could talk all day about Pure. I think you guys have talked at length um, about Pure. At Tiger Bay recently, you guys were both on stage there, and uh, you were asked the question, uh, what's something that's that you agree with and, and disagree with on the staff? And you guys, you know, uh, Councilman, you mentioned... Um, 
the administration and they're hiring, uh, specifically Nicole Travis, Development of Economic Opportunity. Um, and then, Blake, you also uh, mentioned, you know, agreeing with the mayor's stance on letting uh, on being against letting voters decide on the charter amendments. Um, this question is a little bit about your relationship um, with the mayor and has been pointed out a criticism of the media, maybe blowing up that uh, uh, quote unquote conflict um, a little bit too much. But. Where do you think you can most immediately work with the mayor uh, to improve the lives of constituents um, in your district and beyond? Yeah, I mean, just this whole idea about working with the mayor or not working with the mayor. I mean, I'm, I'm actually Charlie Miranda, I think, did a very nice job on Tiger Bay answering that question, which, which is, you know, I, I choose the issues that, that I see our voters most frustrated with, and I work on those solutions. Whether that lines up with the mayor or not, I mean, I'd, I'd like to find ways to work with the mayor. I think it's I think that's a healthy, productive way to approach things. But I'm not going to do things just because, you know, that's, you know, the mayor likes it or doesn't like it. You know, we're we're going to go to work on the things that District 4 voters are, are telling us are the most challenging things in, in their in their lives. And not and to interrupt you, but what are some of those specific issues that you really do want to get to work with on the mayor as I, far as you know, the district and the city? Transportation and infrastructure um, are the biggest pain points that I hear from members of District 4 um, and, and development and how development's getting done. So those are the things that, that I'd like to immediately go. And then law enforcement. Um, and I mentioned this at Tiger Bay too. The, the biggest decision we have as a city coming up is the is the police chief assignment. I mean that that's that appointment is the single biggest issue that we face, and we need to get this appointment right. Um, I I absolutely want to be you know involved in that. I'm running on law enforcement and and the support of law enforcement. We've got to get the next police chief right. And councilman, what what are the things that you can get to work on right now uh, with the mayor? I met with the mayor about three, four weeks ago to talk about the police chief decision. Um, obviously, the last one did not go very well. Um, so we're, we had a, a long conversation. Most of the city council members met with her to talk about that. Um, I also met with the chief of staff last week to talk about a whole range of things that we need to look at um, for sure neighborhoods. Uh, she and I agree on uh, building and, and repairing sidewalks. We believe uh, together look, that we should look at transportation. Um, she's an expert on uh, crime. And so we've looked to her as the expert on crime to help solve the crime problem and growing crime problem in South Tampa. Um, but I told her, and I think they agree that we need to work more closely on it because I'm getting a lot of negative feedback about the public on their perception of crime. And she's not hearing that directly. So I'm helping to carry that to her. Okay, if you're just tuning in right now, it's 1128 in the morning. You're listening to a live debate here between Tampa City Council candidates Blake Casper and Bill Carlson. I'm Mitch Perry, along with Ray Roa. We're here at WMNF. We're fundraising right now, and we're going to go back to fundraising in about 15 minutes or so. I want to tell the candidates and us, actually, we all got to make this a little shorter in our responses here because we're only going to have about 15 minutes maximum here. We've got a lot more questions to get in here. So uh, let's go back to the summer of 2020. Uh, there was a lot going on in Tampa and around the country after the, pro the death of George Floyd. It was really a seminal event in this country and the world. And there were protests. In fact, there were some protests in Hyde Park and Bayshore Boulevard upsetting residents in your district, uh, gentlemen. Now, Blake Casper, you have said that that was the time when you decided you could no longer support Bill Carlson when he was up for re-election. What brought on that feeling? So it, I actually did address it about a year later with Bill, and, and, and that was really when I, you know, truly lost lost confidence in Bill. But um, but but it was... It was you know when those when that when that happened right and all that went down and it was and and there was there was truly looting there was arson there was 
you know, real destruction of private property, and there was violence. Um, and, and that's when our law enforcement, you know, we need them the most. Um, and, and yes, tensions were high. Yes, there was, um, th- there was a lot of t- um, stress um, in the community, but that's not the time to be um, undermining or even questioning our men and women in uniform. And so that, that was very concerning for me with Bill. Uh, a year later, though, I did. I had the opportunity. I asked Bill about it, and and quite frankly, I didn't. I didn't like the answer. Okay, what's your response to that, Bill Carlson? Yeah, he. I was walking past him at Oxford, which I go to maybe six times a week, and he made a kind of smart aleck remark, and I responded to him and said, you know, we can talk about it more. And despite the fact that I've seen him a hundred times or more since then, he never sat down to talk to me about it. That was a very difficult time, and it was an unprecedented time. There were two different sets of things. He talked about the violent protests, and for sure the police needed to go in and handle that. But there were also peaceful protests, and most of the protests that were going on were peaceful. And uh, at the time, the um, you know, when it was a very tense situation, the, uh, the police chief at the time decided to um, deploy rubber bullets and tear gas against peaceful protests. And that has nothing to do with the men and women of the police department. I've always said I fully support them, but I didn't support the decisions above them. And whoever made that decision, that was not a good decision because these protesters were not violent. And then I and we as city council asked the police chief to give us updates on what was happening with the protests, especially through South Tampa. The neighbors wanted to know what's happening and when, what did they do about it? Did they take out water or and, and greet people or did they hide in their houses? And unfortunately, the, uh, the, the police chief did not give us information, did not help us. And we we had a lot of very frustrated um, protesters, or we had yeah. a lot of re- frustrated residents. What I did is get on the phone and talk to both sides and try to bring it to a, con- a conclusion. I called for an end to the protests, and they ended. Well, quickly uh, follow up on that is, and the, the, the Black Lives Matter movement was really prominent at that time. I, I'm, I want to ask this question because I, I think the Police Benevolent Association is asked about that in their questionnaire. Uh, Bill Carlson, starting with you, just your, your thoughts about the BLM movement. Well. The, uh, the the PBA, I, I think, had a question in their questionnaire, but I didn't receive the questionnaire. Um, I'm not div- involved. I've never been involved directly in the BLM movement. I've, I think I've met people involved in it, but there are a lot of civil rights groups that were involved in this group from ACLU to NACP and others, uh, groups that, uh, that it started up during that time. I, it, when we had 150 people come before us at every meeting we had, and we went out to the crowd and talked to them. Yeah. We listened to them. We also listened to the police. It's important to listen to all sides in a situation like that because it's tense. And we're talking about protecting our city. We wanted to make sure that what happened up around USF did not happen in South Tampa. And it did not because we engaged the public. Blake Casper on, on the BLM movement. Look, you know, when when things are at their worst, right, when when the chips are down, you, you find out a lot about leadership. And you find out about, you know, in, in, and it's in those times when you need leadership the most. And that is not the time to be... Um, questioning, undermining, doubting the people that that we have keeping our streets safe, and and that's what happened. You know, you know, I, you know, I'm I'm running because of of what happened, what I saw happen, and you know, I think the voters can, are going to be able to decide. You know, that's we're going to give the voters in District Four an option, but I can assure you that the you know when when if this happens again, hopefully it doesn't. Um, that that I'm going to fully um, be on the side of our men and women in uniform. Could I add to that also, um, obviously the mayor wanted uh, change after that. 
and she and her chief of staff, who used to be the deputy chief of police, uh, wanted changes, and we worked closely with them on that. They brought in um, Butch Delgado afterwards, who was beloved by the community. We worked very closely with him to change some of the racist policies that have been put in the past. None of those policies are the, are the fault of the men and women in the police department, but they were saddled with it, and it was unfair to them. They got criticized by the public for things that they didn't do because somebody above them made bad decisions. And the mayor worked hard to change the leadership, um, and now we're going to be changed again to make sure we don't have more bad decisions. Okay. Thank you. Right. And uh, if, if you're just joining us, we're joined here by District 4 candidates for Tampa City Council, Blake Casper and Bill Carlson. They are having a debate on air right now, but we are also raising funds. We're looking to raise $1,200 to show support for the show to tell us that this kind of uh, support and this kind of conversation is um, is beneficial. And this is what you want to hear. We did have some pledges come in. Uh, Joshua Holton has joined the circle of friends here at $120. And we have another anonymous uh, $20 tip um, pitching in here, uh, making a one-time pledge. So you can do that too. The little bits help and uh, we're going to keep going with this debate. We want to hear from you and uh, we would love to hit that $1,200 goal so we can keep talking. You got another question? Yeah. I mean, we could talk about these things all day. So, um, Blake, you talked about, you know, backing the police, not being out to get them or investigate them. Um, but at the same time, uh, the DOJ is investing, uh, investigating the Tampa Police Department for the second time um, in seven years. And I get what you're saying about tensions are high during the protests and, and whatnot. But I think tensions in, in policing and crime are always high. It's, it's a big conversation for us. So, so, you know, as the Tampa Police Department eats up this huge slice of, of the budget, isn't demanding transparency from that department a way of supporting them? Yeah, I think demanding transparency for every department is 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 important. It's good governance. It's it's why you know we're we're here. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think I think holding them to the highest standard. Uh, the, the the difficulty though is is that when you do, uh, there are times to do that, right? I think in times of crisis is not the time to be starting to to nitpick and 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 doubt what what our police are doing. Um, so so I think you know that. That is not the time to do that. I think in times of peace, and and you know we're certainly in a in a relative peace, although you know crime is up. Um, but but that's the way that we get to, and I believe is fully supporting, fully knowing that they know what side we're on, but then holding them accountable. I mean that that is actually how you get to good good policing. Um, and it's and and that's 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 you know what I'm I'm suggesting. Councilman, a response here before we get into a different topic. Yes, the underlying issue that is happening in Tampa is is oppression of the folks in East Tampa. And it's been happening for a long time. But in 2015, the Tampa Times did an investigation called Biking While Black, which you all can go read. But because of that, the civil rights groups got v- deeply involved in trying to change policies. And again, it's not about the men and women of the police department, it's about bad leadership at the top. And so they pushed for change. And then on the heels of that, we ended up with um, another investigative piece called Renting While Black, and then the protests of that summer. Um, I worked closely with Butch Delgado um, and the mayor office to end renting while black and to try to bring biking while black to a conclusion because those are policies that were wrong. The, the administration needs to be transparent. They were notified December a year ago that they were being investigated by the United States Justice Department for civil rights violations. The public and the city council did not find out till May. So next week I've got a proposed ordinance on the books to require the administration to tell city council and the public if they're being investigated for civil rights or criminal infractions. 
Okay, let's move now to housing. Of course, this is one of the biggest issues in Tampa over the last couple of years, affordable housing. On the issue of rent stabilization, Bill Carlson, you opposed a measure that came up in the city council last year. Why did you oppose that? And if not that, what do you what do we do here in the city to try to make keep rents manageable? Yeah, two reasons. It's it's essentially illegal in Florida, and I think the legislature is going to make it even more difficult to put in rent control. What people think of as rent control in other cities is not legal in Florida. There's a bunch of hoops that would take more than 30 seconds to explain, but if you go through all that, it's still going to make it nearly impossible. And Economics 101 shows that shows that would be worse for renters if that went through. Yeah. What we do, uh, we we as city council and CRA board put together a fund for renters um, and uh, a pretty decent sized fund for renters. The most most important thing though is to find homes for people to buy. The home ownership rate in Tampa is one of the lowest in the state, and we need to change that. Uh, I made a proposal to to use 30 percent of the CRA money on affordable housing, so we put in a record amount. 22 million this year. The total budget of the city this year is 56 million. Another 20 of that was put in by another one of my colleagues. And so we're putting more money than we've ever put in affordable housing. And we need to open it up to the uh, nonprofits and others so we can build as many units as possible. Blake Casper, what, what what should we be doing with uh, in terms of affordable housing in the city? So so the last study that was done, we, we are short 15,000 units as a city. Um, no CRA funding or, or city funding. We don't have the funding to even make a dent in 15,000 units. We've got to work with our developers, motivate them, show them that that there is a path for affordable housing in Tampa and that they can make a return on that path. So that's how we can do it. Um, but but we've got to get serious about a comprehensive review of our land code and, and we've got to direct them on where we want this, this development to happen. You know, we talked about affordable housing and units, and I think in, in my newsroom we've talked about how it's very hard to count what's in the pipeline, what the pipeline means, if it's an idea, if it's in development. And you talk about land use and city codes, which definitely could use um, some updating. But I, I want you to speak to the people right now who are literally wondering if they have time in their lives to pick up another job um, so that they, they don't miss a payment or they don't miss rent. What, what can we do from that for those people from city council right now to make their life better? So the development piece, and that is a longer term. So immediately, I agree. Transportation is 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 a problem for those people that are working two and three jobs, and they and they're spending that much more time or expense getting to those jobs. So I do believe in transportation, and we've got to get serious about transportation and finding a plan that will actually work. Um, that that to me is the biggest issue, issue we face as a city. Um, and, and and there are ways we can get to it. There's funding issues, and, and there's state, and we had the whole thing with you know the 500 million. But I do believe that helping people with transportation will at least ease some of that burden. It's not going to ease it all. We still got to get housing built, and we need to we need to incentivize. Uh, workforce housing. And Councilman, r- real quick, to the people who are literally on the edge of, of missing rent, getting kicked out of their house, what what can council do right now to make their this, life better? The city has rental assistance programs, so please Google that and call it immediately. We're putting in a record amount of uh, money for helping people buy and rent homes as well. Uh, the other thing, though, is we need to change our economy. Uh, with so many people moving here, it's causing the rates to go up. We need to help people earn more, and we need to work more on, on not just building for the jobs of today, but building for the jobs of tomorrow. Again, if you're listening right now to WMN it's 11.40 a.m. You're listening to The Skinny here on WMNF. We're in the middle of a debate between Tampa City Council candidates Bill Carlson and Blake Casper. Uh, we were going to end here, but we're going to go for about five more minutes at least here. We've got several questions, so we'll try to go through them quickly here. Uh, 
Gentlemen, uh, the Tampa Bay Times reported this week that in Tampa, 56 red light cameras last year captured more than 100,000 offenses, resulting in more than $10 million in revenue split between the city, state, hospitals, a camera vendor, and a nonprofit. Some people don't like these, and they're actually banned in at least eight states. What do you guys think of red light cameras? Uh, Blake, to you. Um, I don't think you should break the law, and I think that's an enforcement of the law, so I'm, I'm fine with them. Bill? The argument against them is that they cause as many accidents as they prevent because they call, cause rear-end collisions. They're also um, criticisms because they're run privately. And there's also um, a lot of alleged conflicts of interest. And I'll just end it there. <laughs> okay. All right, Ray. Um, let's go to homelessness and, and housing here. Uh, Blake, at a recent debate, I think it was South Tampa, uh, you mentioned, you know, how do we deal with homelessness? And you mentioned criminalizing panhandling. Could you explain a little bit more about that um, answer? Yeah, I, I think we should. Um, and I, I, we, we did. We should have another. We should. I don't know why we repealed the ordinance, um, but I think we should get the panhandlers off of our streets. I think they're, they're a hazard. There's a safety issue. Um, but, but more importantly, you know, I, I, we, we do need to control. We need to get the homeless to a place where they can be helped. Um, there's all kinds of ideas and, and you know, groups that are, that, that are, and, um, and, and the city's got, um, you know, an idea of, of, of specifically some some property that that could that could you know double what they're doing at at the Hope, um, the homeless um, encampment. So, I, I think finding ways to um, to help and and, and support, um, but but getting them out of the neighborhoods where they should not be. Well, Councilman, a response to talk about homelessness, how the councils respond are dealing with that. Yeah, the panhandling rules and repeal were ha- happened before my time. My understanding is the reason was that um, uh, in the United States, we have a thing called the First Amendment and people have the right to um, speak and say the things they want, whether we like them or not. Um, we are working, the city council is working closely with the chief of staff, the mayor's chief of staff to find solutions. He's an expert on homeless issues. We uh, I was just on the phone with them yesterday talking about it again. There, it, there, it's a serious issue. Luckily, it's not as bad as other cities, but we're working on it. Okay, I want to bring up the issue of former Tampa Mayor Bob Buckhorn, which is uh, reflected in a current issue, uh, article in Creative Loafing right now. Uh, he is, of course, supporting Blake Casper in this race. In a tweet, um, Mayor Buckhorn wrote a while ago, a few weeks ago, quote, Four years of delusional conspiracy theories and nonstop grievances is enough. South Tampa deserves better. Uh, Bill Carlson, no doubt you disagree with that claim, but it's one that that, that the mayor, former mayor, has been pushing. Um, what what do you have to say about that? Yeah, it's like this when you're a kid and you're on the playground and a bully comes up and pushes you. Then you walk away and then they push you again. You walk away and they push you again and walk away. Eventually, you hope the bullies go away. And unfortunately, this one has not. Um, if you want to look at the track record of that administration, go to a website that I created with the USF Economist called tampascorecard.com, and it's very clear how Tampa failed um, economically uh, during that administration. And because of that, we spent the last four years trying to fix the problems, and uh, it's going to take at least another four years for us to fix many of the problems. Blake Casper, what about this delusional conspiracy theories? Do you think that's uh, something about uh, Bill, Ca- Bill Carlson here? Uh, you know, what I'm, you know, focused on is getting things done, right? Like working on the the issues that our, our voters are 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 worried about and that are affecting their lives. You know, Bill, what whether whether or not he's got, you know, he he just said that there, you know, there's, you know, there's more problems. You know, I, what are what are in the four years that that you've done that you can say, hey, look, this is why I deserve another four years. I think that that's what we should be focused on. We should be focused on how we can get things done for our city and that and and all this stuff all the 
drama. I'd, I'd rather see, you know, get, you know, and, and, and there's another, you know, there's a comment about the partisan and all the parties getting involved. I think all of that's a waste of time. Look, I'm not running as a Republican. I'm running as let's, let's fix the issues for the city of Tampa. That's what the city of Tampa is electing us for, regardless of who wins here. That's what they want from us. Let's, let's focus on that. Unfortunately, problems are complicated, and it takes uh, sometimes years to fix them. We had a situation where, because of the Great Recession and then eight years of neglect, the neighborhoods did not have any investment. And so we're still trying to catch up with the, the absence of road repair, and it will take us another 10 years to catch up with what wasn't done. So we have a last question from Ray Rowe, and then we're going to have a closing statement. Yeah, so so one th- this race is very intriguing, by the way. Everybody is interested in this race because you guys have intimately known each other um, for a long time. You know a lot about who you are, who you perceive notions about the person sitting across from you and why you're different and, and why you can do that. Um, and, and something that people don't talk about enough is you have a life outside of council, right? You have to have your jobs and things like that. So can you talk to me? Uh, maybe we'll start with councilman here. Talk about when your personal life, your, your work life has intersected with what you do on the dais and when you have to uh, recuse yourself from things and deal with conflicts of interest. How do you deal with that? And then I'll, I'll kick it to, uh, to Mr. Casper to talk about his, his conflicts um, and how he's going to deal with those. Yeah, my passion is helping the community and I've used my PR firm as a way to help pro bono many, many charities in the community like Creating Catholic on Tampa, Tampa Arts Alliance, the Ybor City Arts um, Ad Hoc Group. And um, when I filed to run for office, my company stopped taking any clients related to the city of Tampa. That was a huge um, thing to give up. Uh, we also resigned many clients so we would not have a conflict. And then out of abundance of caution, I've still recused myself because I don't want to have any appearance of a conflict. I've never had an actual conflict because I don't have any clients that are related to any business of the city of Tampa. We cannot, we cannot as city council members have any business related to it. But if it, if one of our clients tangentially has anything before the city, I'll recuse myself in abundance of caution. And that's what the ethics commission wants you to do. And there probably are other people that should be filing conflict of interest forms more than they are. Thank and, you. And, and, and Mr. Cappers, Casper, same to you. I mean, you have a lot of development interest. Um, so many of these meetings, these meetings are grinding. They go on for hours and hours. Um, how do you plan to address those potential conflicts that you have with your development um, here? And, and yeah. how do you see that playing out if you win this race? So I, I don't have any immediate projects that are going to be required zoning changes. So I, I don't I don't see that happening. But just as Bill said, if something does come up, I'll, I'll recuse myself. Um, but I've, I've given millions and millions over the course of our of our family business to the city and, and different cities, you know, all kinds of different civic organizations. And we'll continue to do so because we, you know, and, and I believe that with Bill as well. I mean, we're, we're doing this because we are passionate about Tampa. We care about Tampa. He and I actually, other than the police bit, we actually agree on most of the things. We, uh, we disagree, I think, on the focus and on how we go about getting things done. I think that's where we largely diverge. Um, but, um, but I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I think I'm very capable of, of, you know, if, if there is a conflict, staying away from it and, 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 you know, you know, acting appropriately. Well, we appreciate it so much, both of you gentlemen. We're going to give you 30 seconds to make your final pitch to the listeners out there, the voters in district four, Blake Casper, you first. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, 
care deeply about Tampa. I'm a lifelong resident of Tampa. I've invested in this city in in, in numerous ways. We'll continue to, whether I win or lose. Uh, I think you know this this has given the opportunity for District Four voters to decide to choose. Uh, and um, and if I'm chosen, I look forward at, at working very hard at addressing the issues that are facing those voters. Bill Carlson. Yeah, first of all, I want to say Blake and I were friends before this. Even though he was given bad information about me, I hope we can be friends after this. Um, and my my philosophy is to is that we all need to come together to help the community be better. If you look at Cafe on Tampa, which is an open source community group, uh, the Tampa Arts Alliance, the Tampa, the Ebor City Ad Hoc Arts Group, those are three groups that I helped start, and they're all open to everyone. They're inclusive. Um, people can either people can attend for free if they want. And the only way our community can succeed going forward is we need to break down the old hierarchical barriers, and we need to include everyone because everyone has to have a seat at the table. The big companies that want to invest here see our real numbers and they see what our deficits are. They see what the disparities are and we need to end those. We need to work to bring everybody along and then our community will be so much better. All right, there you have it there. Bill Carlson and Blake Casper, they are running in the March 7th um, election in District 4, South Tampa. Uh, Early voting begins on Monday. Vote by mail continues. Uh, May the best man win. Thank you, gentlemen, for appearing here. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right. Okay, thank you so much, guys. And we're going to transition now. We've got about 10 minutes left for raising our goal. And uh, Ray Rowe, we have had some people call in over the last, since we've been conducting this debate, uh, and hopefully you enjoyed that here on WMNF, but I'm going to thank some people. Some people have been calling, yay. But again, you can call right now, 813-239-9663, or go to the website, the tip jar at WMNF.org. We're trying to raise $1,200 by noon here. Uh, Our first time asking for fundraising here on The Skinny here, just the fifth show here between myself, Mitch Perry, reporter at the Florida Phoenix, Ray Roa, editor-in-chief at Creative Loafing, and our friend Ben Montgomery, ben Montgomery from Axios Tampa Bay. Um, okay, so a couple of people called in here. Brooke, um, Brooke Martin called in, 8850. Uh, Brooke is going to, Brooke says, thank you for, um, I thought there were some comments here. No, I, I guess we're just reading the same. Okay, David Bryan. David, always a, a great listener to the program. Uh, thank you. Uh, let's see, we've got Mario, Mario Nunez. Mario has joined the Circle of Friends. He's going to pay $15 a month that continues throughout the entire year. You can do that as well right now. Nothing heavy on the bank account. Uh, $10, $15. You know, we get it from you every month. It's part of your subscription list. Right. If you get uh, Netflix, I think it's $15, right? At least it went up recently. Uh, we'd see Nikki McNichols, a $50 contribution. Thank you so much, Nikki. And Christopher uh, Chow calling in, joining the 60, uh, Circle of Friends with a $60 contribution, paying $5 throughout the entire year. You can do that as well. Hey, we're joined by Randy Zimmerman here, station manager. Hey, guys. Uh, what a great show. What a great service to the community. So proud to be able to do this for WMNF and for the Tampa Bay area, as well as others around Florida who might be streaming you guys to understand what is going on in Florida politics. And you just do an amazing job. And I see you've got a flurry of phone calls here. So it's really important, those folks who've come in, uh, who are just now listening to us, how important it is to understand what community radio does, what you guys do, your volunteers, uh, almost everybody who you hear on air is a volunteer. So keep calling in at 813 239 Truly important what we do here at Community Radio.
Radio. Hit the tip jar if you're streaming us right now and make sure we know that uh, you love what we do here. Yeah, I think it can be understated. If you're a regular listener at this time block, you hear volunteer programmers for the most part. And, and these are people who aren't getting paid to be here. They're spending hours doing research and putting their necks on the line and saying things on the record in a very assertive way um, and um, expressing themselves and, and being independent journalists here um, on a 43-year-old community radio station funded 70-plus percent by listeners since its inception 43 years ago. Yeah, and again, if you're just tuning in right now, you're listening to day three of the fundraising drive. Uh, the station has to do it, what, I guess three times a year. Uh, it's necessary. 70% of the, the the money that the station needs comes from the listeners here to keep it on the air. Uh, 69,000 watts, folks. This is old school terrestrial radio, and it's still working here. And we're really proud to be a part of it. I really am happy to be back here. I'm really grateful to get the opportunity. And hopefully you enjoy what we just did there, a, a debate between the two districts for uh, city council. Council candidates here. Uh, you know, we know we have a big, wide range of audience, people who are not in Tampa, but this is a big issue. Tampa, obviously, the biggest city in this metropolitan area. By the way, Tampa Bay area is the biggest uh, media center in Florida, bigger than Miami-Dade County. Uh, Susan McManus told me the other day, like, she said something like 27% of the voters are, like, in this region. Maybe she meant I-4 quarter. Anyway, it's a major region here where we're living in here. If you're listening Honey, to it's us absolutely right now. huge and important. Yeah, so, you know, this is, so MNF has we, been a We can drive here. state elections here in Florida. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, Tampa right now is the center of Florida. I mean, if you look around, this this election is going to tell us a lot. I know we don't want to talk about partisan, nonpartisan city elections, but they are going to be an indication. Well, and by the way, there's a bill, there's a bill in Tallahassee, uh, and we didn't get a chance to mention it, uh, and I know uh, you know Blake Casper mentioned about he doesn't, and it's true. I mean, these are nonpartisan elections. There's a uh, bill to make them partisan elections, whether that's a good or bad thing, just like there was a bill for school board races. Uh, and by the way, we saw Governor DeSantis the other day come out, and he's targeting, what, two Hillsborough County school board members and two Pinellas County School Board members wants to take them out of the election next year. Some of them have announced they were ready for re-election and he's already at the target. We, we report, of course, we've done a lot on what's going on in Tallahassee. I'll be up there next month, actually, and hopefully contributing to the show when I'm away up in Tallahassee. But this is what the skinny's going to bring you each and every week. So if you if you like what we're doing... 239-9663 is the number. And our co, uh, co-host, co-amigo who's not here, Ben Montgomery, wrote a book called A yes. Shot in the Moodlight. This about is how- what is so unusual about the skinny, right? A lot of people say, oh, it's just another talking head show. Oh, it's just another public affairs show. That is not what's going on here. You guys write the stories. You are the journalists. You're the ones who are covering the beat. You're not just giving your opinion. You have an educated view from inside your newsrooms that nobody else has on the radio right now. It's such a unique perspective. Actual on-the-ground reporters with this great venue. So call 813-239-9663. Do we have any idea? how close we are? We're going to get a number okay. in a little bit. All right, so we'll just keep on. Uh, there's a tip jar at WMNF.org. Yes. Hit the tip jar as well. Uh, don't do it while you're driving, uh, but if you're on your phone, on your computer, um, WMNF.org. Yeah. Just do it right Good now. Point. Hit the tip jar. Um, <laughs> let us know that this kind of programming matters. Next week, we're hoping to have District 3 candidates on here to talk about this kind of stuff. Um, if it's important to you, if it matters, if news matters, we need to hear from you. 813-239-9663. This, like Mitch was saying, this is high 
hyper local stuff affects us right here in Tampa and then it kind of branches out all the way up to Tallahassee and, and between our three publications I think we're covering it pretty well we try to bring those perspectives here bring in guests um, who can who can provide more insight so 813-239-9663 we have a couple lines up but we'd love to hear uh, from, from more of you and to again, reach our goal I here. want to tell some folks here what we've got here we've got uh, with the baseball cap for $88.50 we've got the uh, let's see, we've got, you know, the basic sponsorship is $35. What is this uh, Dr. Bob's book? Kentucky Farmer Invents Wireless Telephone. It's all about Nathan Stubblefield. Yeah, so yeah. Dr. Bob online. is the host of the 60s show, and he, he wrote a book about Nathan B. Stubblefield, who is the namesake for WMNF's foundation, uh, and his, uh, his role in inventing wireless, the wireless telephone or radio. Right, where lots of folks gave Marconi credit for that. Yes, of course. Uh, other folks gave uh, Nathan B. Stubblefield oh, credit for that. Okay. So he has an interesting history and take on uh, the and, invention of the radio. And so this book is available for a $120 yes. contribution. And by the way, uh, where, what you, you need is you need just about another $400 oh, wow. to make your goal. So $400. So Go ahead. Have, we have a package from Creative Loafing where I work. Uh, we also do events, great big events, right? Two VIP tickets. You make a $400 uh, donation to WMNFRNet. We'll put you on the guest list for these events. Margarita Wars, Meet the Chefs, Bolts Brew Fest. That's our right. huge, huge brew, uh, beer festival at um, Amley Arena. Our big, big, big Best of the Bay party in September um, and a highball cocktail competition. Those are our events in Tampa, in St. Petersburg and small venues, big venues. We're going to give you two VIP guest list spots to all those events. I'm not allowed for, to say for, what it costs. For <laughs> a $400 pledge? Yes. Um, but Whoa, yes. somebody needs to pick that up right away. Yeah, so if you pick that up, then Mitch and I and Ben, we can continue to do this every week. Nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And again, we 813-239-9663. We only have, we have less than four minutes to go here uh, in the on, again, episode number five of The Skinny. We're looking forward to presenting a uh, more interesting, hopefully, inter- I'm not going to say it's excellent radio. I hope that it is, but I mean, that's up to you, the listener, and up to us actually to, to, to raise that level here uh, to, to make it interesting because, again, people are more busier than ever. There's more uh, sources of news than any point, you know, in our history. And so I think there's still a, a place for local radio, old school, in your car, right? You know, uh, here it is at 88.5 FM, and we're uh, here trying to keep the station going. It's going to go, but it will really help if we can show our. our our, hold up our share of the bargain, you, you if you will. You can't underestimate that visceral connection that we have with people on the radio. I love my print job. I love working online, and I love putting out our newspaper and things like that. But just being on the show for five weeks has really challenged me, and it, it made me feel more connected to listeners and community and people in a really visceral way. And if, if, if the visceral human nature of news radio uh, attracts you, then we, you need to call 813-239-9663. If it's $5 a month, if it's just $5 once today, $20 right now, yeah, if, people if, people are doing that. We've had a couple of people we just you know thanked a few minutes ago who are literally just giving us five, you know five dollars every month. And again, it's you know you're doing it a lot with all your different other subscriptions these days. Why not make uh, community radio part of that as well? Yeah, I think you spend like twenty dollars a month with these toys that they send to your house for your kid. I'm telling you, your kid's not going to miss that toy <laughs> at all. Now, what toys are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, I know you got kids, man. I, know, I can't and relate. Subscriptions, and I hope my kid never becomes a journalist and digs this archive up and hears this. But, man, I canceled it, you know, just so I could continue to support other things um, in my life, you know. And, and we're asking for money right now, but you, you can't. I, I do want to say thank you to the listeners and to the station yeah. for providing this platform. It is, this place is different. 
you know, it, it really is a connection to the community. It's it's different. This is a different, weird, <laughs> awesome place. And, and I think it's only that way because of callers like you who've been calling in. And we have 120 seconds left. And we really this. do. You know, that's part of the show. To me, uh, good talk radio is interesting if you have the good host, you have uh, good guests, and you have good callers. And I really do appreciate the folks who have called in so far. What do you got, Rain? Yeah, I want to say thank you to Jeremy and Brianna Forer in Riverview. Yay, Riverview, who are contributing a very generous $185. Um, and they're going to get a t-shirt that says, wake up, play WMNF, sleep, repeat, and want you guys to know we love you guys. We listen to you. I also want to thank some people who donated to other shows as well. Leslie Farrell from Tampa, $105 contribution is supporting Democracy Now! Thank you so much for that. Also, Anonymous is supporting Economic Update with Richard Wolf, joining the Circle of Friends at $63 a month. So thank you, Anonymous, and thank you to everyone who's donated so far. We have somebody on the line right now. We'd like to thank them soon. But really, right now is your last opportunity to support The Skinny today. Please call and support our greatest and latest show, 813-23. Nine nine six six three or WMNF.org. And you oh. still have got about another $200 to go to hit your goal. Okay. So really, we need another contributor because those were for other shows. So we're looking for somebody, hopefully that person on the line or maybe someone else can call right now, 813-239-9663 and give us that other $200 to set that goal. I want to thank Ray Roa. Uh, Ray, thanks. It was fun putting this the show together yeah, this today. Is great. All right, and I am Ray Rowe from Creative Loafing, Mitch Perry from uh, Florida Phoenix, and Ben Montgomery uh, from Axios. We're all part of this, and we'll be back here next week, same time, same place. Continue to call and listen and support WMNF throughout this fundraising drive. You are listening to WMNF 88.5 FM in Tampa. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you most for contributing to this program.